Hey everybody, my name is Nkozi and welcome to the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. Also on this is my friend John. You want to say hi, John? Hey everybody. So on this podcast, we talk about food, we talk about pop culture and all that stuff. So today we're going to be mostly talking about the Hocus Pocus 2 the movie that just came out, the remake of the 1993 cult classic. And uh, John's going to talk about some pizza places. So, John, lead the way. Well, everybody, good God and bless pizza today right now. I went to two uh, pizzeria restaurants, one in the Bronx and one in our happy Low East Side of Manhattan. The first one I'm going to talk about, Literally not too far for me to get to. Just a bus ride over on the 22 is Pizza Squad. Now, Pizza Squad is located on literally across the street from the Fordham Road Metro North station. And I got to say, Kennedy's Pizza is on point, man. They use nothing but the just their motto is about. We use fresh products, and it, it, they they ain't lying about the fresh. I'm telling you, man, that they have they do so many different types of pizza, like they do New York style slice, New York style pizza, the Sicilian style pizza. Of course, you know you got. I mean, it's, it's one of the things people compliment about um, New York is, hey, I like meat as a Sicilian. I mean, me, I'm. I'm more of a grandma slice type of person. But yeah, they also do a Chicago style. And I've I've only had a Chicago style, but I had like that deep dish Chicago style pizza. And I gotta say, they come close. That pepperoni and bacon slice was on point, was well layered, like sauce was well layered, amount of cheese, man. I didn't really, like, you know how you get the New York style, like, a Sicilian, it's got that, it's kind of like the New York style, a little greasy, Kennedy? Yeah, I know that kind of size. Yeah, it it wasn't even that greasy, you know? It wasn't even that greasy, like, it, it was, it was, at first, I thought I was eating um, Little Caesar for a second. I really thought I was eating Little Caesar pizza. Uh, you can you can taste every like with every layer of your bite you can taste the sauce and I, I gotta say it, it it left me with the satisfaction I mean shoot even it told me one slice is enough I gave the other slice to the wife you know I literally gave the other slice to the wife I was like babe uh, I, I I see you looking like you're gonna pick on my slice from the toppings no you can have this slice. I mean, they they the Chicago style pizzas is is close. Like it's it's actually it's it's good close in um like to the actual Chicago style if you got it at Chicago. I mean, straight up, it, it looked like when I had their um hamburger pie deep dish Chicago style, I was like, dang, this is real good. Like I mean, this is real spot on. The uh the one of the cooks, he's like, he was telling me, like, yo, I've worked in a lot of pizzerias, and 
for years from Chicago, um, New York. So this man, this man is a true member, true member to the uh, art of making a good pizza. Pizza Squad, pizzeria. I mean, honestly, if I had to say like best pizzerias that I feel is good in the Bronx, I'd say it go goes right next to Patsy's. And you know, Patsy's is my original go-to. But really, their specialty pies that they do, man, they they take me back. I mean, literally for five twenty-five uh slice, I go to my regular pizzerias, I order like I order two from any other and Yo, I'm, I'm, it's more than like ten, about like more than ten dollars, yo. But I go there, I can spend like ten, depending on um, specialty pie. And I tell you, I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed Pizza Squad. So it's definitely a go-to for all my Bronxites. It's located, yeah, twenty-five thirty-nine Webster Avenue. So like literally. When you like, you know how when you come out the um, Fordham Road station, like walking up to Fordham and uh, Grand Concourse. I mean, um, Fordham and Grand Concourse. Like you, when you head in that direction, you can't miss it because it's like we're literally right next to the uh, Burlington Co Factory over there. Literally can't miss it out there. I, every time I, I go, I was like, I was like, yes, <laughs> they open. <laughs> Like I, I I was coming like some evenings I I was like oh man they, because they close they close like regular places like you know ten eleven o'clock but yeah man I I be when I know like I have a craving for pizza sometimes and I'm heading home man I make sure I take I know I take D train and then I'm like all right let me run down this hill try to get there in time. I'm not always successful, to be honest. I'm not always successful. Sometimes I just, you know, I'll I'll do like Uber Eats pickup, and I'll make sure, like, okay, let me, let me make sure I get my black ass where from where I'm at out, and straight up to the Bronx. I grab that slice I want, and then call it a day. But yeah, Pizza Squad is definitely something everyone should definitely check out. Definitely. I mean, if you, eat, I mean, seriously. Then next place I'm also ta- I'm gonna jump to you know take y'all down to the low east side area of Manhattan. Now Kennedy, you would really like this spot, um, Sauce Pizza Pizzeria. You would like it. Yeah, I mean, really, it's like <laughs> you remember like that, it? huh? Why would I like it? Yo, it so. Oh, it has that. Remember, like when we went to um, Italian restaurants, they had like that uh, Italian mob mafioso um, theme. So it looks like it's from The Godfather. A little bit, yes, literally. Okay. Literally, cause uh, and I'm telling you, literally, it feels like feels like that old school Italian rest Italian themed restaurant. And I went there. I took a lot. I took a couple of people there, and they were like, "What is this? You want me to kiss you right now?" I'm like, "What do you mean? <laughs> like you took me to this pizzeria, man? Talk business?" I'm like, "I'm like, nah, nah, man. I'm sorry if I if it felt like that. 
I mean, this is a good pizzeria. He's like, yeah, it is. I, I like the place. And I was like, nah, nah, you don't, you know, just try the pizza. You'll see what I'm talking about. And I tell you, yo, for real, pizza is just right, man. I mean, not too, not too oily, just, just right sauce wise. And and when they bring it to your table, it's like, woo, like 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 it's fresh out, you know. Like it, it didn't give itself any time to cool, but it's cool. It's well cool, you know. Not over exaggeratedly hot. Ain't trying to scorch tongues out here. And I'm the pizza's really good. I tell you, I had the fried calamari and I ordered a uh, personal pie, right? And I'm a little picky when it comes to fried calamari, but when I I saw when I tasted that fried cow, I was like, yeah, this is just right. It's on point. I, I didn't I didn't have to give a bad review. I've given I've given bad reviews to a couple of places. I, I I feel I I they I thought they were good at first, but then like got the going there a second time. Yeah, they they didn't do that great. But compared those places compared to Sauce Pizzeria, yeah, Sauce Pizzeria gives them a, a whole lot of run for their money. Because it's not just the restaurant; they most of their locations have a takeout area, right? Right next to it, Ken. You know. Remember how um, you go into certain restaurants, like how they have a takeout side, and then they have the actual restaurant? Yeah, that's a pretty standard thing. Yeah. They, 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 yeah. I mean, most pizzerias I've gone to lately, before I, I stumbled across Sauce Pizzeria, they didn't, it was it was more like, you know, you go in, like you couldn't like, like go actually walk in and give your order too much. They were like, oh, if you want to order something off our menu for takeout, you could. They'll tell you like Uber Eats or whatever. And I was like, wow, like I can't just come in. I was like, wow, okay. And and most of them, they didn't. They they were like artisan, but like it, it wasn't tickling my fancy. So I'm not gonna go too much into detail about my ventures. But yeah, sauce pizzeria now. Sauce pizzeria is on point. I had that that fried calamari and the personal pie. I checked my when they sent me that bill. Me and my home girl were like like literally. I took a plus one with me. I'd take plus one with me this time again, and she was like, "Yeah, best thirty dollars well spent. Very affordable." And. The pizzeria side, like the takeout side, is it, it? They give like, uh, remember uh, in the movie "Do the Right Thing," how um, the guys saying, "Sal, where are the black people at?" <laughs> remember that scene? Uh, yeah, I remember that scene. Yo, they have that picture in that restaurant, right? And they have then when you look like over the counter, like where you can see the different selection of what you what slice you may want, you look up and it's like an homage to all like black celebrities. And 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 I'm not just saying like 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 hip hop or um, actors, like literally everyone through from comedy to rap and hip hop to um 
great actors, uh, great actors from back in the day, like Sidney Poitier and stuff like that. Literally all across the wall, man. Okay, that's interesting. I know. And literally, like, a lot of people, when I took that there, they're like, they're looking at me like, did, did you just take us here for, like, this little, you know, because it looks like the, for the whole decor, I'm like, no, I did not just take you for it. There's so much more to this place, you know? So when I take them over to the takeout spot, because we'd be like, oh, can we take, no, we're going to eat this here. I, I literally, we're eating this here. If y'all want to do takeout, I'll walk y'all over to the takeout side. And trust me, the takeout side will just blow your mind. You know? And these are, are the owners black or are these just two Italian guys that, like? It, it's pretty much, no, it's, yeah, it's like two Italian guys. I met the, um, one of the uh, managers, well, shift managers and I talked to him and he was like, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you liking our spot. Now I asked him a couple of questions um, because I first stumbled on sauce pizzeria Kennedy, not far from my job in K-Town. Okay. And I was like, the, that was my go-to spot. And this was before the uh, pandemic. It was kind of like it kind of like hit and miss, you know, when when it comes to like places over there. So when I saw this pizzeria, I was like, wait, is this for real? You know, like I thought it was like going to be like a little pop up. Right. But first month still after the first month, still there. Second month, still there. And I'm, I wasn't, you know, I, well, I wasn't throwing no like no shade or nothing. You know, a lot of people, a lot of my coworkers are saying, yo, you got to try that pizzeria spot right there. Yo. It's real good. I'm like, oh, okay. Did you go in there or that? No, no, we had, we had them delivered. I'm like, I was just like, wait, 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 you want me to go, but you never went inside. You only delivered through Uber Eats. Like, uh, I, I was hoping for something to stand out. But when I got there, I was like, yo, this stood out. And they even have uh, the sauce. It is like a homemade sauce. Not no secret sauce or anything. Just very well fresh homemade sauce. And I was at first, I when I tried it, I was like, damn, like this is this is like I mm, you know, this is real good. Like I taste like it was like I taste pizza. I'm, I'm. I felt like I, it was like I was having pizza for the first time. Man. Oh, so you like for the very first pizza time. and shakes? I would say pizza and shake. They're more. When I had pizza and shake, pizza and shake was more like, if I had to choose, right? If I had to choose between familiars and what's that other one? Uh, Shapiro, right? Yeah, Shapiro. Uh, I hope I said it right. Did I say it right, JJ? I have no idea what Shapiro is. I think that's like I, I rem but it was some some like similar to uh, Familiars. If I had to choose between, uh, well, 
pretty much say. If I had to choose between them and like New York Slice Pizza, um, no, not New York Slice. Uh, Italian, it, yeah, Little Italy. Little Italy Pizzeria, if I had to choose between them and Little Italy, I, I could go with, I, I can go with, I would go with Pizza and Shakes and be good. You know? Okay, so but is this better pizza than Pizza Squad? Huh? I said, is this better than Pizza Squad? Location-wise, I would say Pizza Squad is in the cate- in the different category because Sauce Pizzeria, they just focus on New York-style pizza. Okay. You know? They only focus on New York-style pizza. So... If I was, uh, I couldn't really compare them to Pizza Squad because Pizza Squad they do different. You know, they do, they do, they got do. They got three different types of pizza that that they're shelling out. Mm-hmm. You go to Sauce Pizzeria. Sauce Pizzeria is just doing uh, the the regular New York thing, and I'm telling you, this place is on point. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember. Um, Remember Time Out Magazine? I do remember Time Out Magazine. They were in Time Out Magazine as one of as one of the top pizzerias in New York. This was before the pandemic. All right. Yeah, I mean they we they, these places were um, soft pizzerias was definitely a um, pizzeria making a name for themselves and have still still have a name for themselves. Honestly, I wish they they'd stayed on Thirty Second Street, but pandemic was was what messed them up. All right, I tell you, I I, I felt you know some of the I, I saw one of my um uh when I mentioned about the Thirty Second Street spot, the uh, manager was like, wait wait wait, can you hold up one second, one second, and then they brought out this dude who. Who knew me like yo? When he was on, like he was a cook that worked on Thirty Second Street, the one I, um, the one I used to always go to, right before the pandemic. And he was like, "Man, I'm happy to see you alive. You ever post us about that? Post post about us on the Instagram?" And he was like, "Instagram? What do you mean Instagram?" He's like, "He's a foodie, you know." Okay. And he really gave me props because he was like. Because when I checked that spot, when I checked Sauce Pizzeria out, I just, I would say, yeah, about two weeks before I went, this was um, before the pandemic, I had went to Sauce Pizzeria two weeks after I had went to um, this other, other pizzeria in Brooklyn. And I was telling them about it. And then they were like, it was like, dude was like, yo, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely check it out. And he looked at me like, yo, this man's a real foodie. <laughs> you know, he was like, that's why I had to ask him if he posted about us. And I was like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I posted about y'all in that hot second. And I tell you, I, I wish my page never, um, my other food page has never got hacked, man, because I, I think to this day, I, I'd be sitting at uh, 5K right now. But I'll tell you, 
Uh, definitely, definitely, if you're in the Lower East Side, definitely check out Sauce Pizzeria. It's on 84 Riverton Street. Really good location. You can't even miss it walking. Because, like, it, you, you, you're going to see it in, like, a red awning saying sauce. And, like, boom, that's where you're going. Now, if you want to do it to go, definitely um, you'll bypass a restaurant spot. So you, like, walk into the further into the corner of that block. And then right on the corner is the uh, takeout spot for um, Sauce Pizzeria. Well, thank you, John, for your pizza place picks. Uh, yes. So oh, also one more thing: if you go to Sauce Pizzeria, definitely I, I suggest you get the pepperoni pepperoni uh, personal pie. All right, definitely get that. All right, okay. So, John, we're gonna talk about Hocus Pocus too. So, did you see the movie? Yes, I did see the movie. I actually, I, I, I was so um, happy that they did they, that. We were watching a whole, like literally, I watched the first one and then watched Hocus Pocus too. Okay, so you know, I wonder. I, I like to have like uh, when it comes to movies like Hocus Pocus, I like to have that nostalgia going. You know. So you're saying that. Mainly with a movie, you just love referencing things back and not watching the actual movie. Yeah, I like to. Uh, no, I watch the movie and then I like to watch um the first one and then go into the second one sometimes. Okay. So, what is it that you liked the most about this movie? I like. I actually liked. Uh, everything but i liked how they went in a different it wasn't like the it totally wasn't like the sec first one they totally went a different route like they gave them an origin story you know better than the one but um in the first one okay all right so this is going to be interesting because you and me i think have vastly different opinions about this movie yes but what I think is really going to be interesting is, so here's how we're going to do it. Uh, John, point out to me the thing that you really loved about this movie. I mean, really dig deep and talk about like something that you really loved about this movie. Because I want to see something. Because you're the kind of person that really loves nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And I think you're the kind of person that loves the idea of something more than you like the execution. And I'm the reverse. I like a well-executed movie. Because I don't care if the idea is good, if it looks trash. And I think you love the idea and you'll ignore if it's trash or not. You know, no offense. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. So what what's something that you really liked about Hocus Pocus 2? Well, the thing I real I, I like about this one compared to the set compared to the second one, they had the same um like platform where it's like, okay, villain that's bad comes back again, but they do totally different 
than what they were going to do before. Because remember, before they were all about, oh, we're going to get kids together and um, steal their youth and be youthful, powerful, and famous, you know? But this one, whoa, went totally different route. And and I really liked it. I really liked it that they went this route. They gave more um, detail about all the other characters from the first one, like Billy Prickett. Billy Butcherson? Billy Butcherson, yeah. Billy Butcherson. Well, Billy Butcherson. Yeah, Billy Butcherson. And I was like, yo. I gotta remember the Butch. Like, let, let, let's get some clarifying on this brother's story. And when he was like, it was only one kiss. One kiss. And I was like, Wait, so hold on. The older sister was saying that Billy Butcherson hooked up with her and remember preferred her over the younger sister. And I'm like, I don't think that was what it was. Now that I'm hearing this, I saw, I was like, okay, Billy Butcherson, man, that brother has some taste. <laughs> But, you know, he could have probably, you know, laid lay the girl down easy. I mean, because the older sister was, like, hooked. She thought she was the one. Like, no, no, no. I liked your sister. <laughs> I preferred her. Okay. So, I I understand that part. Mm-hmm. To me, this was an entire movie where this should have been an email instead of a meeting. Ooh, so dang. what that means is this movie had nothing to say and this was nostalgia for nostalgia's sake but it mm-hmm. actually had no substance. And to me that actually means something like substance matters. I'm not I'm not the kind of person that loves just flashy for flashy. I like it if a movie makes sense because the worst thing that you can do as a movie is waste my time. And this movie, while I was laughing at certain parts, at the end of it, I just felt like, huh, this movie's not good. It just isn't. So that's why I really wanted to dive in with you about why you really like this movie. Yeah. So, because you keep on bringing up things about like nostalgia, like tell me some more about some of the things that you really liked about this movie, because it just seems like what you really liked about this movie, you have to view through the lens of watching the first movie and seeing references to that instead of actually liking the things in this movie. I mean, I also liked how they brought back the um, well, they changed up some, changed up a little, but. They paid homage to the um the second one where they're like the sisters actually visited Satan's house. Ooh. And I for a second I thought I was like, wait, hold up, they're doing this again? It's like okay. they're they're really doing this bit again? All right. So... And it totally it totally I was like, man, takes okay. me back. Alright, I get that. Because you, what you really like are the references to the first movie. Because I think what you liked is that Hocus Pocus 2 reminded you of the first movie instead of being a good movie in its own right. 
Oh, definitely had it. Definitely had a, a, a unexpected. Well, one thing I didn't know. One thing that pulled me more in, but I I, I really didn't expect it. Almost like I kind of thought they were going to be. It was going to be like the same thing, you know. But how they ended it with them. Well, uh, if you didn't see the movie, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. So uh, definitely see the movie if you haven't seen it. So, what are, what what are some other things that you really liked about this movie? Well, mostly uh, I, I, the other thing I really liked about the movie how they also um, gave uh, some backstory to um, how the um, with the characters. Like how some characters was also in the first one, you know? Okay, yeah. So this is what I mean when I say I think you really love the movie, but I think you really just love the first one because remember, this movie does not focus around the Sanderson sisters. It focuses around completely new people, and the fact that. When I ask you what you like about the movie, you're not even mentioning them. Yeah, I didn't mention yeah. So I really think when you're watching Hocus Pocus 2, it's one of those things where if you are in love with nostalgia, I think you're really gonna love it. But I think if you're just looking at it on its own merits, you're gonna find that it really doesn't have anything to say. Yeah, because well, Toya, when she saw no, it. No, John, you you said that you love the movie. Don't don't pick back on my point. I said I love the movie. I'm not. No, I ain't backing up. I ain't, I ain't reneging. You reneging. I love the movie. I love the movie, but you know, I asked um, I asked my wife. You know, I asked her opinion, right? And hers was definitely different than mine. And what was what was your wife's opinion? Well, she said it sucked. Yes, that's what she Thank said. You. John, the simple fact that you can't tell me anything you like about Hocus Pocus 2 without referencing the original Hocus Pocus, what that means is you weren't actually paying attention to the movie. How about this? Let's do a little quiz. Um, Name me two characters that are in this movie that are not in the first one. Well, we have the, I don't know what they call it. Well, there's the, the I guess, the head of the church. Uh, they called him up the constable, if I'm correct. They did not call him the constable. Um, well, he was like the head guy. That, he was one of the head um, people of the town. He also was a head person of the town. What is his name? Damn, I can't get the mayor's name. Because you did not pay attention. This is what I mean when I say if you're so focused on nostalgia, you actually miss out on the movie. Like, can you name anyone else? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there's an owner of a magic shop. Can you name oh, him? Oh, yeah. I, remember. I, I didn't get hit off the guy's name. All right. What about? Any of the other young women that are in this movie, can you name them? 
Sadly, no, I can't hear him. No, can't hear him. Yeah. This, this is what I mean by nostalgia. I think you're just so caught up because you saw the first Hocus Pocus and you see things and it's like that South Park trope of remember berries where it says member, member this, member that, member this, member that. Oh, man. So when you see that, like a lot of movies can give you member berries, but a good movie will be able to stand on itself without those member berries. And the simple fact that there were so many other characters in this movie and you don't remember a single one of them just shows that I'm not sure you were actually paying attention to the movie. I think you were just paying attention to the member berries. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I will say there were some things about this movie that I liked. I mean, it brought back the original cast, you yeah. know. I mean, you had, you know, Winifred, Sarah, and Mary Sanderson, who was played mm -hmm. by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. Um, I Kathy love all Najimy. three of them. Same here. Oh, you love Kathy Najimy? Yeah. Okay, what did you love her in? Um, pretty much a lot of stuff that she's been in. Okay. So, Kathy Najimy, for those who don't know, she was the voice of Peggy in King of the Hill. And she was also one of the nuns in Sister Act. Both those movies. So, I guess John isn't really a Sister Act super fan. No, I'm, I, I I did watch Sister Act 1 and 2. Yep. Well, if you remember, she is one of the nuns in Sister Act. No, no, something else she was in. So, we all know Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and the City. And, of course, we know Bette Midler. She's a famous stage and screen star. I mostly loved her in her movie, The First Wives Club. That's my go-to movie. I love that movie. Oh, it's such a good movie, mainly because it's about first wives taking revenge on their ex-husbands, which it's so progressive, but it starts out so weird because one of the characters dies. But trust me, if you haven't seen The First Wives Club, please see The First Wives Club. It's a great movie. But going back to this movie. So as John is talking about, we do see in this movie it does talk a little bit more about the beginning of the Sanderson sisters. You know, we're seeing them as young people. We also see Tony Hale, who plays Jeffrey Trask, who is in the early moments, he's a descendant of himself. He is the reverend in Salem. And in the current time, he is the mayor of Salem. And... Really, what this movie focuses on is that this is a direct sequel, even though it was set from 93 to 2022. So, I actually did kind of like the setup as to how the Sanderson sisters came back. They do mm -hmm. give a halfway decent explanation of that. Um. I really like the young leads that they had in there. You had Whitney Peake, 
She is the star from the TV show Gossip Girl as Becca. Uh, you also had Belisa Escobedo. Uh, sorry if I'm murdering that name. Uh, she's actually going to be in a new DC property. She's actually going to be in the next Blue Beetle movie. Um, and then you also had Lila Buckingham as Cassie. She's the younger daughter of the mayor. And I actually like the chemistry between the two girls. You know, I Mm -hmm. like it when they make teenagers not dumb. When they actually make them smart. And there are some moments where the teenagers are actually pretty smart in this movie. Yeah. Um, Oh, don't yeah me, John. You didn't remember any of that. You had all the time to bring up everything that instead of member Barry, so. I'm sorry I couldn't help it. I was, uh, uh, you, uh, could, uh, you could definitely have helped it. You just did not want to. So, you know. They're so good, though. They I weren't good. Barry, they were not good. They were bad. I got an addiction. I got to kick it. If you say so. So, what I did like about this movie is the conceit for them to come back was actually pretty simple. Um, I also like that in this movie, they really do remember and they reference some of the things that go through. The problem is, that's all they do. It quickly gets very old when they're referencing the previous Hocus Pocus. Because if I just wanted to watch the previous Hocus Pocus, I would go back and watch the previous Hocus Pocus. Mm -hmm. Also, sadly, the music in this one is much worse. It's much worse. Um, You're not going to get any truly you know, iconic songs or any truly iconic combinations. It's really going to be bad. You're going to get a rendition of one way or another. And while it's sung fine, it is a terrible rendition in the fact that it just doesn't fit the scene. You're also going to get them singing when they come back in the beginning of the movie. And that is going to be so weird. There's a lot of meta humor in this because when they come back and they're saying, ah, we're back, they start and they break out into song and dance. And the teenagers are just like, why are they doing this? This is weird. Like meta commentary can at times be fun. It can also be really, really bad. And this was one of those circumstances. Now the end resolution of the movie I thought was a little sweet, but that does not make up for any of the shenanigans. So all the stuff that happens in this movie with Tony Hale was completely useless, did not need to be in there. All the stuff that happens with uh, Sam Richardson's character as Gilbert absolutely did not need to be in there, even though he was the catalyst for the movie. Uh, Billy Butcherson didn't need to be in there. He was he was fine. It just was unnecessary. Oh, okay. Like, 
this is what I mean when I say this movie was an entirety out of member berries. Because once you run out of them, you have to look at the actual story and it has none. This was a special effects and a nostalgia fueled trip where at the end of it, you just end up in the same place. Oh, and also, this is a spoiler, so don't worry if you don't want to hear this last part. This is a spoiler. This yeah. is a spoiler. At you've been end, warned. Yes, you've been warned. At the end of the movie, they hint that this might not be the final movie. Because they hint that there's a way that they can come back again. So when I say that this was not a movie with a point, that is what I mean. This movie had no point. This movie had no basis. This movie had no story to tell on its own outside of referencing the previous movie and making you want to remember something better. Okay. A great way to put this into perspective is there is another Halloween-themed franchise that Disney has done where they did it better and they oh. did multiple sequels. So for those of you who aren't aware of that, I'm talking, of course, about the Halloween Town oh. uh, trilogy. I knew you were going to say Halloween Town. Well, no, you didn't because I didn't tell you beforehand, but... Okay, no, no. I'll give when it you, up to when you. you mentioned when you mentioned it was a Halloween themed show. I was like, the only Halloween themed show outside Hogan's Woods was Halloween Town. Yes, that's what a good intro will do. So, the yeah. big thing about Halloween Town is that it told its first movie. Mm-hmm. Then, when it tells its second movie, there's actually a point there. And it doesn't always go with member berries, but it tells its own story without needing to reference the previous movie. When it tells the third movie, it tells its own story. And it says, yes, you've seen all of that. We have all that for basis. And we can just build off of that and make this new movie. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with Hocus Pocus 2. It doesn't tell a new story. All it does is it references the old story so much and then tries to get them to have the same goal of what the old story is yeah you know both in hocus pocus and hocus pocus 2 they're just trying to do the same thing they're trying to live into the new day that's not a secret it's slightly different how they try and get that done but that's only after They go through a bunch of different gags and shenanigans. But well and truly, this is a pointless movie. It's pointless. If this was in theaters, I would tell you not to go see it. I would tell you not to pay your money. This is on Disney Plus. So if you want to try it out, you can. If you love nostalgia and you just want to see the Sanderson sisters go out there and do crazy things and ride on Roombas, then sure, go see this movie. John is 
the absolute example of why people love this movie because he just loves he's gonna watch the first hocus pocus and then he's gonna watch hocus pocus 2 because it's referencing all the things he's just seen and that's gonna be the main thing that he's going to love but if you're like me and you want to see a well executed movie you want to see a movie that works on its own that stands on its own merit you're really not going to love this movie because you're just going to see, hey, how many times are you going to reference Hocus Pocus? When are we actually going to get to the Hocus Pocus two part? And you're going to realize it's really never going to get there. It's always just going to be Hocus Pocus, a continued edition, just set later. So, yeah, John, if you want to defend yourself or you want to say how, no, this is this is going to be a great movie because of X, Y, and Z, please go ahead. No, no, you, you said nothing. I ain't got, I'd stick to where I stand. All right. I'll so, stay where I stand. So, yeah, if you love member berries, you'll love this yeah. movie. If you wanted to see an actual movie, don't. Please, just don't. It's it's not going to make you happier at the end of it. You're just going to feel like it was pointless. So, I, I mean, I know it's how we referenced Halloween Town. So, I thought my question, did you really, really like Calabar's Revenge? I liked it a lot better than Hocus Pocus 2. It told its own story. Yeah. The whole point about it was, yes, she's coming into her own. She's becoming a witch. She's doing this. She's doing that. And it also had a good reason for Calabar to come back. But it also had an equally good reason for Calabar to disappear. So, yeah, I thought it was a solid movie. This one was not. The problem with Hocus Pocus 2 is that you need to watch Hocus Pocus to really get Hocus Pocus 2. And you know what my primary reason for that is? What if is? you did not see the first Hocus Pocus and in Hocus Pocus 2 when they use salt, would you be confused? Yes or no? Exactly. That's my point. That's what I mean when I say this movie doesn't work. Because it can't stand on itself. It's one thing if it's saying, hey, this would be a great thing if you were just going to do a double feature, essentially. But at mm -hmm. the same time, this movie operates off of you're only going to see this movie if you've seen the first Hocus Pocus, which I understand to a certain extent. But the fact that they do nothing and I mean absolutely nothing to tell their own story, shoots itself in the foot. But yeah, that is, that is, as always, my opinion. If you love the first Hocus Pocus, great. I loved it too. If you love the second Hocus Pocus, that's your opinion. I'm just going to let you know where I stand, which is I want a good movie, not Remember Berries all over the place but like i said that's just me but yeah so is there anything else you wanted to bring up john before we signed off uh 
Well, well, I'd like to say uh, Comic-Con was good. Yes, you did go to Comic-Con. So what did I you did see go. there? Oh, man. What, what I needed, what I saw there is what I needed to see. And I saw pretty much a total new cleanup job on all the stuff we went through. All our trials, all our errors, all all our hardships throughout conventions. Okay. So for those people who don't know the hardships and the trials, can you ex- go into it a little bit? So remember how we did... So for example, we gave uh, you a lot of do's and don'ts uh, in our... It, um, for Comic-Con. And I gotta say, this year, Comic-Con, Reed Pop stepped up. They really stepped up, man. They put an end to the queue line. Alright, how did they do that? So, you know how when um, they announce you can reserve, um, you can make reservations for the panels you wanted to go to, right? Yeah. So, and how when we wanted to go to certain panels, we had to get there early so we can badge in for them. Yep. They eliminated that, eliminated it. So, how did you get into panels then? So, if I didn't reserve, have a reservation, I didn't get in the panel, but I could get in the panel, but I had to stand on the standby line. So, there was still a queue line. But it was the standby line. You know, the line that Chances, if there's not enough room, you're not getting in. Okay. What about smaller panels? There were a lot of small, smaller panels were well executed, too. Uh, you still needed to come in that hour in advance because those lines did fill up quick. Like, they did. Like, the they had the where you could meet up with Michael J. Fox and um, Christopher Lloyd. The Back to the Future panel. Mm-hmm. They had that meetup. Um, well, not panels, more of a meetup. They had that meetup well set, and I was able to get in. I actually was able to get in. I was surprised I got in, but I was able to get in because I clearly couldn't get in for the to to buy a ticket for the um, the autograph signing and photo op. Even though it was a crazy expensive. When I say crazy expensive, I mean Kenny was crazy expensive. Like they wanted like eight hundred and change. Eight hundred and change for the meetup? For um a photo op with them at that particular meetup. So you got to have a um you got to meet the actors, right? Have a one-on-one with the actors, take a picture, and they gave you um, photograph headshots. And they photographed headshots, or if you had like a pop, um, a Funko Pop with Michael J. Fox or Christopher Lloyd, they'll autograph that instead and give you a picture autograph. Okay. Oh, so if they were doing all that, eight hundred dollars doesn't sound like it's a huge deal. No, no, but it was a lot. I mean, a lot. Because a friend, one of the, uh, one of the bosses at my job, 
the managers, they said, uh, I'm going to Comic-Con, but I'm not going to be able to go. Could you go for me? And I'll just, I'll just get the ticket and put in your name. And I was like, all right, fine, do it. And they're like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And I tell you, I sat there, like when she went online and then saw that it was sold out for Friday, I was like, that quick? You know? Mm-hmm. Like I really, cause see, I was able to get, um, get for the autographs that I wanted. They were open, you know. Okay. Like I went, well, I went and got John Leguizamo's, and um, uh, for a friend of mine, I picked up Mick Foley. Okay. From, from uh, Mankind from uh, WWF and. WCW? Yeah, I I know who Mick Foley is, but... Okay, so what else are the other things that they fixed in Comic-Con? Because you're saying they fixed a lot. They did fix a lot. So we didn't have to deal with the queue line. No more queue line where you have to get up. It's no more when you you have to get up and just you don't have to get up early no more just to get on. Yes, for any main event stage. For if you want to go to a main event stage event, you need to reserve a ticket when those um when that opens up. Okay. You need to reserve a ticket. You okay, need to so, make the reservation. All right. So what are the other and changes that they made? Other changes that they made was that that I really enjoyed was the autograph area, like literally with the autograph area too. So if you didn't purchase, right, like in advance, any um, any of the, uh, like, let's say you wanted to have an autograph with, with the Sandman, who was there, the lead role, you had, you really had to pay for, you had to pay for it in advance. Like, if you didn't pay for it in advance, you couldn't, you, you were not going to be able to get on the line, even though people tried to get on that line to go get just his regular autograph, they couldn't. So a lot more things were done in advance, you mean? Mm-hmm. A lot. Okay. A lot of things. But uh, and and they de- but the show floor, one thing that, that it lot stood out on the show floor, like you know how usually we, we we had a hard time finding certain things. It wasn't really a hard show- time finding things. It was more there were a lot of people on the show floor. Well, that returned, but really, they the way they executed like the crowds dealing with the crowds definitely on definitely an upgrade. And how did much they deal with the crowds? The way they were dealing with, like, you know how, like, the random line pop up here and there? They would have the, the um, like, the crowd controls, crowd control guys. You can see, like, one of the um, con, either uh, show floor helpers or something like that, actually, like, excuse me, um, are you on this line for this booth? Okay, just form a line right here. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I was able to like really navigate through 
without saying too much of, oh, sorry, excuse me, excuse me. You know what? Line there, turn here, then I'll turn there then I, to get where I had to go. All right. You know, I was able to very well maneuver, and, you know, I had my hard points where not paying attention did get the best of me because I was in my phone, then paying attention. You know, so I, I tell you, it, definitely this was all important. They did, they did, they did their job this year. I give it up to the Javits. You know. Okay. I really give it up to the Javits this year. Comic Con was on point, and I have to say, Kennedy. I didn't, I, I, even though I did see, I saw a lot of creeps. I got to say, I did see a lot of creeps. You know? Okay. I noticed, but the way they handle it is totally different. All right. Because you know why I say it's totally different? No, why? Because they actually handle it. That is a very fair point. That's a very fair, that's a fair point. They actually handle it. Like, so what I heard from one of the security guards, because I, I was really shocked. I thought someone may have been like passed out on a show floor or something, right? Because of the amount of security and the um, detail that was with them. I was like, what happened? What happened? And one of the security guards who I know, who, who knows me, because I, I, he see, he's seen me come to all the a lot of the cons. He was like, so what happened was somebody, this dude, decided to take a picture, right, of these two cosplayers and then did a video, like a whole video, without their consent. And I was like, wait, what? Like, huh? Okay, so what happened next? So what happened next to the dude is they, they, they removed him from the con. Nice. Like, they were really, like, what we, we, we've said is something you need to do. They're being more enforceful about. All right. You know? Like, like, and then I was, I was even hearing it throughout the convention. Like when, um, I took a picture with a She-Hulk, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody said, wait, 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 wait. Um, can I get a picture with the two of you? And I was like, I'm, I'm lost. I'm not, I'm not really in cosplay too much. And she was like, no, your, your, your sweatshirt. I wanna I wanna take a picture of you and her with the sweatshirt. And I was like, so you want me to take off the sweatshirt and give it to her, or you, you want me in the shot next to her? He's like, Yeah, you with the shot next to her. I was like, Oh, okay, all right, I get it, I get it. Okay. <laughs> I was a little trying to figure out. Same thing happened with me and the Starfire. I, that I didn't understand because I didn't they asked to take the picture with me. And I was like Huh. Oh, okay. I mean, can 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 I get a picture too? 
And then went like as soon as I tried to, they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm telling you, as soon as I gave the dude my phone, the girl was like, uh, uh, can we just take this picture when if you run into us again? Because are you going to be here tomorrow? I was like, yeah, well, we'll run into each other again. We'll take a picture. I was like, OK. All right. Well, that's that is good that cosplayers are more setting boundaries for themselves. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely a set of more boundaries. And uh oh, and here's was a new 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 thing that they had in. Dude, they did a karaoke. That sounds like a terrible idea. Uh, uh, no, well, they did have the restrictions. I I um when I didn't get to go. You know. That's probably why you think it was a good idea. Not everybody can do karaoke. No, not everybody can do karaoke. I, I, I heard a little bit uh, from um, one of the people who was there who came to the club I work at. And it, she was like, you would have been the best thing that ever happened. And I was like, okay, I don't know how to take that, but I'll just take it as a compliment. I asked yeah. him, are you complimenting me? She's like, yes, I'm complimenting you. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was a little worried there because, you know, I'm not really the greatest, you know. I, I, I butcher songs, too, you know. No, I absolutely get it. But, hey, I'm glad I wasn't there so that way I could have been through that. Yeah. I, 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 well, I tell you. The it definitely I, I'm looking actually look I'm actually looking forward to next year. You know? I'm gonna actually buy a four day pass next year. Alright. I mean it's 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 I know I'm grasping for straws, but I'm gonna do it. Okay. Next right. year I'm gonna buy a Thursday pass. Alright. Well on the talk of spending some money next year i think we can end the podcast so john tell the people where they can find you you can find me at fat man love anime nyc 21 feel free to dm me if you want to check out any restaurants on that i post on my page or if you know of a restaurant that i've not sniffed out yet Message me and let me know, and I'll check it out. We can check it out together. All right. Now, I always say the same thing, so if you want to find me personally, don't. But if you do want to reach out to the podcast, you want to reach out to us, hit us up about anything, there are a couple ways you can do that. So you can email us at two sides podcast. That's T-W-O-S-I-D-E-Z podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at Two Sides of a Coin. And you could also find us on Twitter, where it's uh, Twitter. Our hashtag is Two Sides Coin. So, everybody, I hope you have a good one. Hope you have a good rest of the week. And remember, remember berries are not the best way to spend your week. Just watch something good instead. <laughs>